Hello and welcome to another episode of In That Number. We have another treat for you today as we welcome John Smith to the show a little later on. He's here to discuss the Saints Foundation's Big Bike Challenge and a chariot a little bit closer to his heart called Scotty's Little Soldiers. It's a story that must be heard, so please make sure you stick around and hear what he has to say. We also have a bit of a chat about Saints also. We've got yesterday's lacklustre showing at St James's Park. Um, we'll look ahead to next week's doubleheader as we travel to Watford on Tuesday and welcome Bournemouth to St Mary's next Saturday. I'm your host, Ray Hunt. Follow me on Twitter at RayHunt84. Follow my co-host on at Moscow Mush. You can follow the show on at Number Podcast. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram on In That Number Podcast. Send us your thoughts, comments, suggestions on In That Number Podcast at gmail.com. Rate us, review us on iTunes. Let me bring in my co-host now, um, the Moscow Mush, Kevin Milverton. Hello, Kevin. How are you? Hello. Actually, firstly, before we discuss your hangover. Okay. I just want to say um, happy birthday to Mrs. Moscow Mush. Ah, thank you. I'll pass on your regards. Thank you. But yeah, um, anyway, hangover? Yes, yeah, obviously, um, Mrs. Kevin's birthday. Uh, we were celebrating yesterday. Um, so yeah, we, we were drinking quite a lot. The Russians do like to drink. I don't know if you heard, but... Um, oh, this is news yeah. to me. Yeah, yeah, they are quite the drinkers. Um, so yeah, we were drinking all, all day and all evening. And the Saints didn't really uh, give me any reason to, to stop drinking, uh, <laughs> if I'm right. being honest. Uh, so it was yeah, more, more sorrow drowning at the end of it. Um, but yeah, you know, battle through. Uh, we'll have to. We'll march, march on. Uh, how about you? Okay. Yeah, right, yeah. Um, yeah, it's um, up and down week, I suppose. I said um, goodbye to my granddad on Wednesday. Um, so yeah, sorry. Yeah, that was a sad day. Um, and my, my girl has been at the theatre all week so she's been busy so yeah um caitlin my daughter was yes yeah, an amazing week for her um just want to say well done to her um and then yeah and then i'm straight back down again with the result yesterday yeah um well i've got to say yeah well done to uh the west end's next star although um <laughs> i don't think she should be listening to this podcast uh, with, with with some of the very foul language that, uh, that, that you you, produce, you, yeah. you come out with, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I could just show at the beginning. There's no swearing so far, so we'll be all right. Um, so news Shit. this week. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, news this week. Yes. Uh, do you want to start? Um, well, yeah, you must have heard of um, first appointment uh, since um, the head rolling as. We thought it stops, um, but yeah, Martin Glover coming in from Everton as the new chief scout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, we did did talk maybe about Ross Wilson moving on, um, but I mean because he's uh, interim director of football now that Les Reed's gone. Yeah, uh, I guess he's kind of been shuffled um, up up the hierarchy a little bit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Martin Glover, this guy to come in. I mean, what do you make of him? I, I don't really know an awful lot about him. I know that he. Um he used to be a PE teacher. Um, yeah, I've heard that back. Um, and I know he worked at West Ham, Leeds and Blackburn before he went to Everton. Um, and he's UK based, I think, isn't he? So, you know, all the, well, being a PE teacher is going to just scout all the, all the kids in school, I guess. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, I mean, I don't really know an awful lot about him, but yeah, welcome to the club. Yeah, we're already making one of that allegations. But yeah, um, 
Um, yeah, welcome, Martin. Um, I don't. He's not signed yet, has he? Uh, but it looks no. like it's all, all but signed. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's, it's good to have people going in rather than just coming out because there's a lot of vacancies at the club at the moment. So it's good that we feel one. Speaking them. of going out, um, I've heard that Charlie Austin has been told that he is free to leave um, come the summer. Um, but his, I mean, Hassan Hill has praised his attitude, saying that he's the type of player that he needs around. He's always, always positive. But I guess it just mm. depends on whether, you know, Charlie Austin wants regular first team football. Or he's happy just to play a bit part. I guess that's all down to him. Um, but yeah, so we could see him off. In, in yeah, summer. I think at this stage of his career, he wants to be playing regular first team football. He wants to be in the starting lineup. He's obviously not going to get that Saints. And yeah, I mean, he's been told he can go. You know, I get the feeling that he's been told a lot earlier that he can go, but. Um, I think it's maybe finding uh, willing takers that seems to be the problem. Yeah, I mean, he may find himself down into the championship next season, or well, we don't know. But yeah, I mean, I, personally, I hope he stays because I'm still a big fan of his. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I mean, I'd be, I'd, I'm, I'm happy if he stays, but I mean, if he goes, it's obvious why. And mm-hmm. um, I think we all know that we probably do need another striker of some kind. Sure. Um, Natural goal scorer, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's not. He's barely a, a tenor season mm. yeah. uh, striker, so. Yeah, it seems for the, for the wages he's on. Exactly. It may yeah. make it just to, to, to let him go. Um, I also heard a bit of news in the week about um, Jordi Classy. Um, he's been fined after a public bust up between him and Feyenoord manager Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. And apparently he refused mm. to shake his hands as well. Um, so that, that's kind of thrown his future at Feyenoord in doubt. Possibly get a chance back at Saints now. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how Hassan Hurtle feels about him. But, I mean, when we signed him, I was I was happy about it. Um, he was a Cumin product at Feyenoord before. Um, and yeah. He was obviously signed a five-year deal back in 2015. It hasn't really worked out. I, I, I do think he's surplus to requirements now. But, I mean... Give him a chance, why not? Uh, I don't know, I think, but well, um, yeah, he has fallen out with Van Bronker, so I don't necessarily that means I think he means he's coming back to Saints. Um, I mean, Van Bronker is leaving at the end of the season, and Yapstam is supposed to be taking over, isn't he? So mm. maybe new manager might um, think, might yeah, this is the guy we need. Might sign, sign him permanently, up. yeah. Um, and another bit, um, just quickly, I want to talk about Sofian Bufau. He scored a brilliant goal yesterday for Salta Vigo. Um, if you get a chance to to watch it, do it. Um, would you welcome him back? Yes. Yes, straight away. Yeah. Okay. Well, oh. I, 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 he has all the quality. I'm not doubt. I'm not denying that. He's he's got quality. He's got skill. He's he's super talented. We know that. But he's just lazy. Uh, he doesn't work enough, and I don't think Hassan Hurt. Well, he won't stand for it. If he wants to well, come yeah. back into this team and he wants to work his socks off, because you know, the you know the the energy that they play with now, then fine. If he's willing to play play like like he is for Celta Vigo, yeah, I welcome him back. But he just needs to put the work in for me. Yeah, absolutely. I think I just want to see um, how he does get on with Hassan Hüttel, so we can we know once and for all um, if if Hassan Hüttel can, you know, take a look and say, right, you've got talent, but you know you're going to, have to work as hard as the rest of the lads. And if he if he manages to do that, I think we could have a very good player on the hands. It's yeah. just 
I don't know. If Ralph can't do it, I don't think anyone anyone will. So at least give him a chance, like yeah, one right. last chance. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I think we're, we're we're ready to give up on Elianusi. Ah, uh, I mean, it's looking that way. He's, yeah, Hasn who, who has tried him out, hasn't he, in a couple mm. of positions? But I mean, he's just done nothing. So. Right. Um, any more news yep. for you? It's another waste of money. Um, yeah. Just a few, yeah. Um, uh, Harrison Reed um, on loan at Blackburn. We talked about him last week, uh, being man of the match. And yeah, now he's picked up an ankle injury in training. Uh, missed the uh, match against Nottingham Forest, and it looks like he could quite easily be out for the rest of the season. So um, yeah, with our better facilities, it's probably best that he comes back to his parent club. Yeah, it's a shame for Blackburn. Sad. Mm. Yeah. And him. Obviously. Yeah, and he's on such such a roll. Um, yeah, I mean, we talked about. I think I was more up for selling him. You, you, you want to see him in the in, in the first team, give him a chance. Um, but yeah, <laughs> not really sure what's going to happen now. No, I have to wait until the summer. Um, uh, yeah, other lonely uh, Jake Hesketh. Uh, he's doing really well for M- MK Dons. Um, they're in second place in their push motion from League One, so yeah, hopefully um, they can uh, get out into into League One. And uh, finally, a bit of a rumour that we're considering a £20 million bid for 23-year-old Leeds United midfielder Calvin Phillips. Oh, OK. No, I've not heard that one. Mm-hmm. Not Calvin Phillips. Calvin. With a K. Yeah. Kevin Phillips back now. Uh, he's, he's a little bit old, but yeah. Um, and also, I also do send Dushan Tadic. He's got a Champions League semi final against Spurs mm. after the wonder turnaround against you. Um, Playing really yeah. well. Uh, also, a little bit of breaking news right now. Um, Everton have just scored their fourth of the afternoon against Man United. Um, oh, yeah. Dear. Just um, taking them apart. Not good Fuck me. Man United. Yeah, and actually Theo Walcott's like, just slotted away the fourth. So, yeah. Oh, that when Theo Walcott's scoring, you know things are bad. <laughs> right. Okay. So let's okay. go into Newcastle. Um, so lost three <laughs> one. Uh, Iosi Perez with the treble, and Lamina with the Saints goal. So he's out for nearly four months, and then scores within. 14 minutes of coming back so yeah good for him um Saints 11 Angus Gunn in goal Jan Bednarek Maya Yoshida Jack Stevens back in um Bertrand and James I think, sorry uh, just a little correction I should, it should be Jack fucking Stevens I think oh. that's what we're going to call him from now on Okay, yeah, Jack fucking Stevens back in <laughs> two months out uh, Ryan Bertrand and James Ward-Prowse um James Ward-Prowse yeah on the um the wing back role. Hoyberg, Romeo in the centre, Redmond and Sims anchoring Ings up front on his own. Bench of Long, Austin, Armstrong, Lamina, Forster coming back, Slattery and Ramsey. So changes Valerie with an illness. Uh, James Woodprow steps in at wing back uh, and Vestergaard picked up an injury. So Jack fucking Stevens steps in after two months, as I say. Um, it's a bit of a shuffle round. Um, personnel changes as well. Like, was that the factor for this result, or was it you know you know the lack of quality that Saints have in depth? 
Um, I'd say a bit of both and plus a little bit of kind of fatigue, I suppose. They just don't seem to be able to um, put in those high-octane performances week after week. It's just not physically yeah. possible. Yeah. Um, and now you're worried that with the game just a, a couple of days away, um, are they going to be able to get up to match day fitness? Um, I hope that the Westergaard thing's not serious. I think I, it is just a niggle, apparently. But, um, yeah, if he's back then, then maybe I'll give a bit more order and structure. I mean, I'm questioning um, whether Valerie was ill or whether it was just a rest that he needed. Because he's been playing a lot of football. He has. Um, but then you could say that James Ward-Prowse needs a rest as well, especially with the three games coming in this week. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm expecting Westergaard to play some part this week um, but mm. I'm not sure about about um, Valerie I mean you've got to think that the game the, the Watford and Bournemouth games they're both games that, that we could win I mean not saying that we're that much better than Watford but I mean they've got one eye on the cup already so mm. um, I think we could just like with Wolves we can maybe take advantage of it a little bit there and um, yeah, the same with Bournemouth. So I mean, maybe he's, he's resting players that he thinks, oh, I don't want to risk um, them getting a, an injury and missing out until the end of the season. Mm. If I can rest them against Newcastle. Yeah. I'm hoping that's what it is. I'm but, hoping yeah. that's the case. Yeah. Um, okay. And, so um, Macker as well. Yeah. He's um, he's supposed to have picked up a little bit of injury in yeah, well, as well yeah I'm unsure I mean I've read some reports saying that he could be out for the season now Ooh. so I'm not I'm not sure I mean that could just be bullshit I don't know but um, we're, we're forced to needing a lot of football as well maybe maybe Forster gets a game before the end of the season's out I'd like that yeah let him play him against Huddersfield when we're all Huddersfield safe. yeah <laughs> um, saying that we'll be in the relegation zone won't we somehow <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, okay, so the game itself then. Um, do we want to talk about it or should we just... Um, let's just I mean, yeah, I mean as, as little as possible. Uh, okay, that, it's not the worst we've been all season, but... Oh, uh, do, do you think you not think? Because I'm... Well, maybe not all season, but I, I tend to think that this is probably the worst we've played under Hasenhurtle. Apart from that first game? Cardiff, yeah, I don't really... I mean that was his first game, wasn't it? I can't. I'm not really going to take that, but I'm, I'm just performance-wise. I do. I mean the result, obviously Cardiff, but this performance-wise for me was the worst performance of the season under Hassan. That's all. Um, yeah, worst of the year for sure. Um, but is it worse than the three-nil um, beating we got last season? What to know? <sighs> you mean? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. I'm just a little bit um, upset with the fact that they. I, I mean, I hope. I mean, like I said, I think I touched on this last week when I said that they think they're safe, so you know they, they just drop off a little bit. Um, I'm hoping that's not the case because they are not mathematically safe and they do need to, you know, sort themselves out because that was not good, especially for the you know for the fans travelling all that way to see a performance mm. like that. It's um, yeah, it's not good. It was it was difficult. It was a really difficult one. And, you know, the way they started the game as well, it was the the James Ward-Prowse booking. That was... Yeah. I mean, I've heard a lot of pundits say that should be red. Really? Yeah. It's just very because, far out. I mean, there was a long way to go, wasn't it? I think it was in their own half as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, 
a lot of people were upset about it. And uh, <laughs> you know, the Newcastle United manager, oh, the management team, there, the, the the guy who got sent off for it. I don't know who he was. Um, he got oh, sent yeah. off for being for protesting it a little bit too too much. But yeah. Did he- he called another one calling Kevin Friend a cunt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it might be onto something. Um, what do you think? Do you think it was a red? I don't think so. Um, and I think I think you know what I, I kind of understand perhaps because um, we've criticised players in the past for not taking one for the team and be like, well, you know, you're you're one on one there. Um, they've they've got two on, and uh, it's either foul him and. Be what may, or almost certain goal. So yeah, it's a bit of a no-brainer, hmm. and it, it's not like it wasn't horribly like injury-causing, reckless, you know. No, but then I do think if he was on a breakaway there, that would have been yeah, you should say it would have been an almost certain goal. So what at what point is that? Does that become a red card? Um, is it hmm. sure? Is it purely distance because? Or is it just you know the, the the recklessness of the challenge? I think you know it's got to be either of them, hasn't it? Like if it was a lot closer to the goal, or if it was a, a lot more brutal a tackle, um, then yeah, I would have really been protesting against the red. But yeah, it's just you know one of these things. You have, sometimes you have to do. Sometimes it pays off. Sometimes it doesn't. Sure. Okay. So we. I mean, yeah, got got a yellow card for it, but it was fine. Um, Okay, the goal, the first goal. It's kind of like a Saints goal. Yeah, yeah, it's funny, like, isn't it? Yeah, the, the, like the, the high press from Newcastle. Um, they won the ball from Hoiberg. Uh, but I mean, Bednarik and Yoshida are kind of like marshalling Perez out the way, and he had a lot to do still, and just fired a shot across the face of Angus Gunn. Really nice goal. Um, don't attach any blame on Angus Gunn for that. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, he didn't maybe have his best afternoon, but yeah, there's not much you could have done about that. Um, Bednarok, on the other hand, should should have done a lot better. Yeah, um, I mean... And just not make it through. Yeah, um, and I think they, they both went to the ball, didn't they? Pushing or stopping the shot when Rondon was left unmarked in the box, but it didn't matter anyway. But yeah, it's not a lot of just not, not particularly organised, you know? No, no, no. Um, I think it might have been because, I mean... I mean, Bednarik had to shift over to the left side, didn't he, today? Uh, sorry, yesterday. Mm. Um, not used to that, obviously, all the, all the changes to defence, so he went over to the left side, and it, it, he just looked uncomfortable all day, if I'm honest. Um, second goal, Saints sloppy with the ball again in the middle. Yeah, oh, that, 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 that cross from Rondon does, does like, slice beautifully it across. Was, yeah, do you know, I'm, 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 it was a perfect cross, Um but the defence was too slow. Yeah, and I, them. I'm, I'm not sure slow. like how Bertrand can can just leave him there, you know, like not not you know get in front of him or whatever. He had he had a head start as well. He had a big head mm. start, and Perez just too quick for him. But not just that, the whole the, you know I think it was Yoshida and, and Bednarik that just didn't get back again in in, in time as well. And yeah, and. <laughs> I, I, I'm trying not to take anything away from Newcastle because it was a good cross, but yeah. I'm just looking at it from a Saints point of view. Defensively, it wasn't good. It wasn't good enough. Bertrand wasn't quick enough, um, and we got paid. We paid the price for it. Yeah, um, but yeah, it was a very impressive goal from them. Mm, yeah. 
just uh, that, that stretch out of the leg that I don't I watch it again and again I still don't know quite how, <laughs> how he managed to, to get to it that way but yeah and then Hassan Hill made the changes he took Sims and Steven sorry Jack fucking Stevens off mm, um, and Armstrong and Lamina came on um, change of formation it was still he does these positive changes from 2-0 down still thinking that they can turn the game around and it did it did kind of work I think both of them made a bit of an impact Hmm. Not instantly. I mean, I think Key hit the post at that point when, they, when we were two 0 down. So that could have been three. Yeah, I mean, it could have been three before half time as well. I mean, but for Bedarek's block there, but, yeah, um, I thought when when the goal did go in, I thought like, like how how are we still in this? You know, we're just a goal away from getting something from this game. Possibly could have at that point when the um, Lamina goal, which is a very good goal by the way. Um, yeah. yeah. There was a moment where um, Yoshida could have scored again. And I was just yes. thinking to myself, anybody else in that in that situation, it would have been two-two, and then we would have been, how how are we going to get away? You know, get away with this? But yeah, it wasn't to be the hat trick from um, Perez Kane, and it was just pressure from Newcastle. Couldn't clear the ball again, um, and Perez gets the final touch. It was the header, wasn't it? it? Just knocks it in, and that was it. Game over. Yeah. Just nothing. I just gave up on it from then on. Yeah, well, it was right at the end then, wasn't it? Um, so fair result. Yeah. Yeah. I think we, it would. Have, I mean, it would have been injustice if, if we'd have got a point from it. Mm. You know, trying to be objective about it. Yeah, of course, of course, wanted us to to win, but yeah, it's clear quite early on that just just wasn't to be. Yeah. Too slow defensively, um, too easy for Newcastle to get into the box. And I said before, I thought it was the worst performance under um, Hassan Hurtle. And the goals, yeah. where the goals came as well, two goals from the right, um, was a bit of a worry. I think they were attacking um, James Ward-Prowse. Yeah, do you think he works as a as a right back, a right wing back? Um, I think he will. He could do. I think there's always an option there. I just don't think. Um, Right there and then, it didn't seem to work with Jack Stevens coming into the team, being out for two months, and Bednarik shifting over to to that side as well. I don't know. I mean, I oh know he went to the left, didn't he? Mm. Um, I'd I'd like to think that it was just the just the unsettled defence. It wasn't. They're not used to playing, you know, that personnel that that way. Obviously, Bednarik shifting over to the left. James Ward Prowse being asked to play there. Jack um, fucking Stevens. Jack fucking well. Stevens. Yeah. Um. I think there's an option because you know that James Ward-Prowse is going to give you everything. I mean, he's always going to run up and down, up and down that wing for you and give you whatever you need. So yeah, I, I think it could work, and it is possibly an option. But personally, I'd like to see him in the centre of the park. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think Bertrand had a bit of a shocker as well. Bertrand goes through these patches, doesn't he? Where you know he's he doesn't look like he's really up for the job. I mean, he had that, yeah. he had periods of that like that last season. I think that he just didn't. He just got lazy coming back. Like, like I said, I don't want to to say that you know we're pretty much safe. To take, take the foot off the gas a little bit. I don't know. So I mean, we're not really now. I mean, no. Uh, Brighton of um, they they picked the point yesterday, didn't they? And. Yep. Um, Watched that match, uh, Cardiff Brighton as well. That that was a really interesting one. Yeah, and so it's also, Cardiff and 
Cardiff and Liverpool there. in a minute. So when, when Cardiff beat Liverpool, yeah, we're going to be right. <laughs> going to get be good odds on that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was it. Lost three one. And yeah, they don't travel well up there, do they? I mean, looking at their, you know, previous fixtures there. Last season was three 0 They got, a, I think they won the year before that, if I'm right, and then a couple of draws thrown in there. But yeah, mostly whenever we travel up there, we we tend to get beat quite heavily. And um, this is a completely different team to the one we played at home with with that awful, dull, dreary nil nil draw. Yeah, that was when I think Newcastle only had one shot on target, didn't they? No, it wasn't yeah. on target. It was a Shelby. 30 yarder that didn't trouble McCarthy if I remember um, that, that was when like Hughes should have gone yeah in my opinion yeah yeah but there you go never mind anyway man of the match um Lamina I think you know he's been out for so long and we've been discussing like whether he deserves a spot in the first team or not I think he's kind of made a decent argument there um obviously Hasenhutl's seen the kind of mistake he's made in putting Jack fucking Stevens back in the defence uh, and said would rather be a, a man down there <laughs> in the back line and uh, have Lamina on and uh, yeah no, I thought he was brilliant yeah I'm glad I agree um, I, I think that in all it was difficult today because they were all playing under their normal standards everyone I think I think Ings was quiet Hoiberg was really quiet I think one of the most quietest performances he's had nothing seemed to work for Redmond um, the back three was slow and unorganised um, James Ward-Prowse was out of position so difficult one but um, uh, and I think the game it did start to change when we made those two um, substitutions when Armstrong and Amina came on and Armstrong mm. made an impact show because he set the goal up. Um, but yeah, I, I would give it to Lamina. Um, the goal was good. Only been on the field 14 minutes. And don't forget, he's just just like abdominal surgery. Yeah. And looking back at the game as a whole, what was the only positive of the game? The goal. So mm. I have to go Lamina also. Um, on to Watford. Oh, yeah. Tuesday the 23rd, uh, 7.45 kickoff. Watford, Watford. Um, good season. Yeah, I'm seventh at the moment on 49 points. I mean, they're ahead of Leicester, Wolves, Everton. Well, not after the 4 0 thrashing now, oh, yeah, I suppose. Okay, apart from uh, yeah, it's not over yet. <laughs> oh, okay. I could still score five, but yeah. Um, That'd be great, wouldn't it? Um, um, but. I mean, at the start of the season, I would have said that Leicester and Everton are, are going to top though, top Watford, but I, don't, I wouldn't say that now. And plus, yeah. you know, they've got an FA Cup final to, to play for, so very, very successful season for them. They've got to be delighted with where they are. Yeah, yeah, I think it, what with the competition for that um, last Europa League spot or two. Um, I think that's an interesting little mini-league. I think they've um, come out surprisingly well. You know, they're looking looking good, uh, just, despite them going all the way to an FA Cup final as well. So, yeah, they, they've had an excellent season. Yeah. And, um, yeah, Delafeo, I mean, blimey. Yeah, great player. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be a tough one. It will be. Um but we've got some decisions to make. As I say, um, James Ward-Prowse had a tough day. 
He, you know, a lot of hard running. Got three days as well to recover from it. Lamina's back at the right time, I think, um, because we're going to need the whole squad. Um, Long and Ings both had minutes. And I reckon Long may make, have a start against Watford. And then Ings will go back into the Bournemouth game. And, it, I mean, I wouldn't rule out Charlie Austin maybe having a start at some point. Or having some minutes as well. Valerie, whether he's going to be back, I couldn't tell you. Um, and Vestergaard as well, little niggle. Maybe he'll be back. Um, I don't know. It's, it's a big week, though. I think it's all going to depend on, you know, how these injuries work out for us. If we can get the full strength squads on the pitch, I think we're in with a chance. If not, I mean, then we're going to end up playing it's also a lot like we did against well. Newcastle. Yeah. But you need to rest these players as well. If you're playing three games across seven days, um, we need but, to get everybody. We need to have a whole squad. But in terms of this like marathon season, I mean, this is the last sprint across the line. You know, you think that they could... Find just a, a little bit of little bit energy in there. Mm. Um, prediction? I'm going to go out on a limb and um, come out with the, the one-all draw that I've been waiting for for God knows how long. You bastard. I had 1-1 one, one as well. Oh, well but, <laughs> okay. but to be fair, I was torn because um, I don't think Saints are going to win this game. Mm-hmm. Go in there. I don't think they're going to win. Um, so I, I, I could see a one-one, but at the same time, I can see us getting beat. And I don't think I can't see us not scoring. If that, if you know what I mean. I, but I now I kind of like have to edge towards one-nil Watford. Okay. So just to go different to you, I say one-nil. I did have one-one written down, but I'll go one-nil. Yeah, I mean, I've got a feeling that you're going to be right this week. Um, <laughs> So yeah, 1-0 Watford. Alright. Um, yeah, okay, so I'm Bournemouth. Saturday, 27th, 3pm. <laughs> it's always it's always a tough one to call against Bournemouth, I think. They, they just seem like seem like a team that's greater than the sum of their parts. And on pay, if you look at them on paper, I don't mean any disrespect from this, but they are, you think they're going to be bottom half. Um but Eddie Howe, I don't know, he always amazes me. He just always seems to get the best out of his players. Callum Wilson this season's been brilliant. I used it with 12 goals. 12, Joshy King goals. as well. Yeah. Um, um, Wilson got his England call up and scored on his debut against the um, the US. Uh, where are they now? About 13th, 14th place? 41 points, yeah. But I'm just looking at their form as well. Like their home form... Um, not great. They they got beat yesterday, didn't they, to Fulham? Yeah, I don't, I don't know how they managed that after dicking Brighton 5-0. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Their away form isn't bad. Well, it's bad for us. Um, <laughs> so the last the last three away games, they've won two of them and they've scored seven. That's not bad. And they haven't conceded any in, those, in the games that they won. So the goals don't seem to be an issue for them. Hmm. Um... Which is why it's a really, really tough one because they are they are going away again, um, and again it depends on how Ralph Ralph Hasnett rotates the squad, and if we're going to be resting anyone's for Watford. I mean, I would probably t- tend to to rest more on the Watford game, and then bring everybody back like Valerie Vestergaard, Ings back for Bournemouth and really have a go at them. So that's what I'm hoping is going to happen. So with that, I'm going to say two 0 Saints.
Oh, okay. Uh, I think we're going to win as well. Uh, I think, you know, this is, we're, we're in the same position last season, and that was pretty much the, um, the game that kept us up last season. Um, I mean, I know we finally got across the line against Swansea in that six-pointer, but mm. I think without that, you know, um, if we'd lost to Bournemouth, that would have been it for us. Um, so yeah, maybe we could do it again. I think psychologically it's an important match. Yeah, okay, not a derby, but um, still, you know. <laughs> not a derby. <laughs> they don't like to think it. If they, if they want to think that, then that's fine. Um, it makes it more interesting. Uh, yeah, okay, I'm going to go with what I've written down, and that's 1-0. 1-0 Saints, yeah? Yeah, although, I th- again, I think there's, there could be a lot more goals than that. Mm. I mean, when Bournemouth lose, they lose. They yeah. really lose. Right. <laughs> yeah. All right, got it, 3-0. Okay. 3-0? <laughs> yeah. You serious? Yep. My Shane Long Hattrick. Yeah. Oh, my God. Shane Long Hattrick. Right, okay, you should put a bet on that. Um, yeah, some I good odds on that as well. Yeah. Okay, so predictions through the season um, we both went for a Saints win at Newcastle didn't we so, yeah we fell miserably again <laughs> this is good um, so the points still remain 50-48 to me um, it's, it should change next week because we've both gone we've gone different for both of them actually no we both went for a Saints win against Bournemouth but you know if you get the score bang but on then that's scores, yeah. going to make a massive bit of difference um, fantasy football this week yeah, um, it's been a bit of a quiet week in the fantasy football. Um, our winner this week with 42 points is uh, Laura's taking the test. That's what we're writing. Uh, everyone else got, like, I mean, it's just so little. It's not even magic. You got, you got 12. Uh, I've got 18. Uh, did, did anybody go for um, Perez? Um, oh, God, he was in there somewhere, wasn't he? But um, not, as, not as captain. Uh yeah, I mean, he's one of those players that I've, I've had in the season and he's just done, like, you know, nothing. You think, oh, well, no point in having him. Then go out and score a hat <laughs> Um But yeah, I mean, there's still quite a lot of games to play, all the Tuesday matches and um, Wednesday matches, they all count for this week as well. So, um, yeah, we'll give you an update next week on, on uh, both the game weeks. Yeah, okay. Uh, anything else you want to talk about this week? Um, well, there, there was that little challenge that we did uh, just for Josh Sims. Uh, do, you, do you have anything interesting at all? Right, okay. So I said that I was working on something, and I kind of did, but then I threw it away because it just wasn't working. So I don't have a Sims chant for you. I'm sorry. Um, but I did happen to okay. stumble across a song that I heard on the radio... And I thought, well, that's a good idea. So I made a chant about somebody else. Oh, all right. Yeah, so I'm hoping that you'll let me off and you'll listen to this one and let me... Yeah. And then I, we can not talk about Josh Sims again because it, it made me a little bit angry. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just... Um, I didn't want to embarrass my, myself on my own, you know. <laughs> okay. Um, so do you, want, do you want to hear mine? My new Yeah, one? go on. Uh, I'm, I'm absolutely intrigued. Okay, all right. (laughs) 
Oh, my little speedy one, my speedy one, when you're gonna get back in the side, Lamina? Oh, you make the midfield run, the midfield run, keep on running down the line, Lamina. Never gonna stop, give it up, such a dirty slide, always get stuck in, what a touch, only 25, my, 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 woo! m m m my Lamina. <laughs> that's incredible <laughs> oh my god that's uh, that's amazing oh that's, that's, that's not, the best it re- one yeah it's really not <laughs> that's no, awesome that's a, that's just, a knacker isn't it that's what the knack the, the knackers. knack yeah <laughs> no I, I just heard it on the radio this week um i don't know i can't even remember where i was and i thought lamina straight away when i heard that and i thought well, there's a chance he could be getting back in the side so i recorded it before he actually did get into the team so i was like oh ah I didn't record it. Perfect I timing. I thought of it. And yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I'd have to give a song to every man of the match from now on. <laughs> no. I'm going to make a stand and say no more chance next season. Oh, no. Not no. From, not from me, no. anyway. Um, well, but if it's anything like that, then I, I think it'd be criminal not to do them, right? Oh, you flatter me. Um, no, no, that was awesome. Um Okay, I do have something, and I've been sitting on it for a while. Uh, it was all in, inspired by you, um, oh, okay. of course. Uh, but yeah, maybe a little bit of cultural appropriation. Maybe not cultural appropriation, more like cultural mutilation. Um, uh, but yeah, okay, if, if you're ready for it, I think I'm going to give it a try. Yep. Oh, when the saints go marching in Oh, when the saints go marching in Sim Simmer, we got the fast ginger winger 39, he ain't no scummer, he's a red He run down the flank in a rush Pass him the ball now for fuck's sake 39, he ain't no skate And I and I will repeat this song Hey! Ad nauseum. Uh, that's brilliant. I, I, that was actually my idea, wasn't it, when, I, when we suggested it? Yeah, I and I found the Simsimmer. original playground rhythm, and uh, yeah, a bit of dance all there for you. Excellent. Well done, that was brave. That really took it out of me. <laughs> that was good. Um, do you know what I had? The, the only thing that I had for that was... um. Ream, things can only get better, and I was going to go Sims can only get better. Ah, I, I didn't do that for Rings already, did I? No, I did, um, I did, um, Oh You Pretty Things by David Bowie. How could yeah. you forget? No, I just, maybe I'm forgetting what I did. No, I don't know what you did. Oh, I did, um, yeah, Danny, Danny M. Yeah, Boney M, yeah. No, I did, yeah, yeah I, so I thought things can only get better, and I thought, because he can only get better... Um, I was going to try and do something yeah, like that, but I, just, I couldn't think of anything. And it was maybe we could do me. Jack fucking Stevens can only get better. I mean, is, is it possible to get any worse? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was it. Um, I hope All right. you're okay with, with that. Yeah, that's lovely. I mean, yeah, oh, wow. Oh, that, that's completely blown me away. That's awesome. <laughs> okay, that's good. Um so, to end the show this week, we're going to introduce you to our special guest. Um, we had John Smith on, 
Um, he's going to tell you his inspirational story. Um, he's going to talk about the Saints Big Bike Challenge and the charity Scotty's Little Soldiers. So, yeah, I'm going to hand you over to, to that interview right now. Joining us now is our special guest, John Smith, a Saints fan who's currently fundraising for Scotty's Little Soldiers by cycling a thousand miles. He's here to tell us all about it. So um, let's welcome John in, shall we? Hi, John. How are you? I'm fine. Thanks, Ray. Thank you for um, keeping me on to the podcast. Well appreciated. No, not, not a problem. Yeah, welcome. No problem. Yes, Kev. Thank you. Um, yeah, so um, start off by telling us about um, your experiences with the Big Bike Challenge for the Saints Foundation. <laughs> Sure. So about hmm, going back to about October, 18 months ago, um, I joined this Saints um, SFIT course. Um, I met about 12, 13 guys on that course. It was absolutely brilliant. I think it was about 18, 12, 18 weeks. Um, and it was a course basically to, to recondition guys with, um, with a big waistband. Um, well over 38 inch waists in, in their 40s um, on just teach them how to eat properly again and, and how to condition their drinking and, and how to change their attitude to fitness. So I did that for about 12 weeks. I lost four and a half stone, uh, which is phenomenal. Um, wow. it, it did actually teach, you know, it taught me about loads of things like going out on a Friday night, what's your rituals? Okay, so you can have a few beers and then all of a sudden, once you've had a few beers, which you've got a few calories in them, you're going to start eating all sorts of crap. You're going to go for the kebab. You're going to go for the crisps. Yeah. You're, going to, you're going to go for all the crap food. So um, they taught you about the don't do that, or if you're going to do that, take a pint of water every now and then. Um, and, in you know, Monday to Friday when you're not drinking, change your eating habits, eat a lot of veg, etc. So it taught me a lot about reconditioning. I, it's something I knew. You know, we all know to eat vegetables. We all know not to eat um, a load of crap food, but we all do it. And it, it, mm-hmm. it, if you like, it was the spark. It ignited something in, inside me. And it just sort of motivated me. And it, it reminded me of when I was 18, when I was like in the armed forces. I was in the Air Force for 15, 16 years. And all of a sudden, bang, something lit in me and I wanted to do fitness. I started to eat healthily i started to uh, go to the gym three four times a week and i lost four and a half stone um just it all dropped off and i thought well what what can i do as payback to the saints foundation um so i decided to do the big bike challenge i did that last year um right back from the etihad all the way back down to saint mary's and it was it was phenomenal. It was a really really good experience. And it's one thing if I could recommend anything to anybody that go out and seek out and find out what the Saints Foundation does, and just go and do something with them because the Saints Foundation is a charity that is tied to the Football Cup by badge. So if the team is doing really well on the pitch, the foundation could do really well. But it's when the team doesn't do well is when it suffers the most. Uh, but it needs it needs our help, and it, it's doing things for our community. It's helping people out that have that have basically made bad choices in life, or have got old, and they need to be shown how to exercise properly to prevent, you know, hip replacements, whatever. And it and it again, it shows people like me that get to be right fat bastards and need to lose a bit of weight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know? um, 
<laughs> so, how much did the um, first uh, big bite challenge that you did raise? Um, I think they raised in the end. I think it was about thirty-eight thousand pounds. They wanted sixty-four thousand. Wow. Um, yeah, I saw that. I but that I think the, the previous season they were spoiled a little bit um, because it was a shorter ride. So last year was the furthest ride they'd done for a few years. Um, it was Etihad, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah so it it was a lot further, and it was three days, whereas I think previous rides were um, two days, and it was a lot obviously easier for a lot of people to do the ride. Um, so. Really, if you're going to do a three-day ride, you're taking four days out. Um, one day to travel like the day before, mm-hmm. um, one day on the Friday to ride, Saturday, Sunday. So um, it wasn't as popular. That said, we had a great bunch of people doing it. Uh, and we raised 38,000 in total. Um, this year, the, the total, I think, is 34,000, I think, they want to raise. And the last time I looked, they were well over 40%. Um, but, they, wow. you know, there's a way to go. There's three weeks to go to the ride. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I, I think they'll do it. I'm, I'm hoping they do it. Uh, how many people go on the, the, the big bike ride? This year, they've got about 41,000 uh, 41, people. And uh, I think the aim is if, if everybody can raise £750, then it's pretty mm-hmm. much covered the cost. But, obviously, you want to... You want to um, Get as much as you can for the charity. Um, all I can say is it is such a fantastic experience. You raise money. The Saints fans last year were brilliant to me. When I, I decided in January that I was going to do this, I started to write a blog called Not, Not the Real John Dot Blog. Um, and I posted out there that I was going to do this ride. And then that was in the January. By middle of February, I'd, I reached my target of 1500 by by the time I did the ride, it was two and a half thousand pound. It was it was phenomenal. Saints fans, oh, well it's just brilliant. Um, so yeah, it's it's a good ride. It's it really is. I can't stress how much I think that if anybody likes to raise a bit of money and they want something that's relatively easy to do, this is something. It's an experience, but it's it's great. Yeah, this is this is really inspiring me to do something now. I don't know. Yeah, I think I could do with getting back on the bike. <laughs> yeah, because you, you did a you did a cycle, didn't you, around the UK? Yeah, we you were up at, up at university. Yeah, as our kind of swan song, uh, me and the two uh, guys I was living with, uh, Stu and Nick, um, we decided after a night out that we were going to try and uh, cycle through every English county. Um, That's phenomenal. That, yeah, that took us on a on quite a long journey, um, but yeah, it wasn't very well planned or thought out. We I don't think any of us had a bike <laughs> at that point. <laughs> so we had to... Kev, I wouldn't expect anything less with you. Uh, uh, thank you, but um, yeah, no, we we cycled fifteen hundred <laughs> miles uh, and we finished at Land's End. Uh, and it took us about yeah seven weeks, but it also gave us a chance weeks. to see all of our yeah. We had a. a few weekends off to see uni friends from around the country that we've met over the uh, four years at uni so yeah and that was a great experience but um i mean you you do a lot more miles on the um the big bike challenge than we did in a day i mean what you're doing about 100 a, a day or so for the first couple yeah of years, right? so so this um this season we're going to cycle from huddersfield the john smith stadium so being called john smith, john smith hey. yep i'm hey. i'm definitely <laughs> going to be stood there in front of the stadium john smith, i'm i'm going to get that photo 
Um, yeah. It has to be done, yeah. So, I think on the Friday, uh, the, the game is on the Sunday. So, on the Friday, we're going to cycle about 100 odd miles down t- from Huddersfield down to Leicester. Uh, there's a few lumps in between there and then. Uh, I think we're going through the Peak District link. Um, yeah, certainly, yeah. We're, we're going through some lumps. I definitely know that. Uh, then on the Saturday, we go from Leicester down to Reading. Now, I know there's a massive lump looking at the route in between us and Silverstone. There's somewhere around Silverstone. There's a huge, huge lump, uh, which doesn't look very nice at all. So <laughs> I'm going to go over that. <laughs> and then on, on the Sunday, we get down to Reading, and then it's Reading. It's going to be an absolute mad dash. It's about 60-odd miles or 50-odd miles from Reading down to uh, St. Mary's. And if it's anything like last year, we'll just go for it. We'll just absolutely go for it. Um, it's the last day. Everybody's pumped up. You know you're going to get yeah. to St. Mary's. You're going to get there. And it's <clears throat> get down onto the pitch. See everybody waving at you. It's phenomenal. It just drives you on. It really does. It's brilliant. Amazing. Um, and also, you're, you're raising money for another charity called Scotty's Little Soldiers. Um, can you tell yes, us about Yes, sure. That? So I did um, about 15, 16 years in the Air Force. Uh, I'm 48 now. Uh, be 50 next year. So um, I decided that I needed to do something um, to, to achieve something big before my 50th year, if you like. And um, after I, I took up cycling last year, I was chatting to a friend of mine, Laura, uh, Laura's husband, Nick, was in the Air Force. He'd, he'd been out to Afghanistan three, four times. Um, he got blown up in Afghanistan, um, survived without scratch, which is phenomenal. Um, he was a junior officer as I was leaving the Air Force a few years back. Um, but then when he came back from Afghanistan the last time, he, he began to have some sort of pains in his legs. They thought it could be multiple sclerosis or, or Parkinson's. Uh, sadly, it turned out to be cancer. So here's a guy that had, had gone through tours in Afghanistan. It, it, it worked on typhoon squadrons. Absolute humorous guy to be struck down by cancer. And sadly, it, it took him um, a few months after and uh, he was lost. So Laura turned to Scottish Little Soldiers, which was a the charity set up by Nikki Scott, her husband Lee, uh, was was in the tanks, and he sadly he was killed um, in Afghanistan back in 2009. So she set up this charity called Scottish Little Soldiers in his honour. What that does is three things. It does things like smile. It um, it helps kids out by making them smile by good experiences. This could be a day out such as uh, um, Orton Towers, Legoland, etc. Or sending them um, birthday cards and Easter eggs or Christmas presents. Um, then it does things like strides, which it, it, it helps with um, their development, educational development. You know, the kids will be given the opportunity to have grants or work experience with, you know, businesses that will look after kids like this. And then their support. Um, if you think about a military family, they go out. Mum or dad could go off to war. And can sadly not come back. These kids have, have got to deal with with that, and so they offer bereavement and counselling, and, and they offer any support they can to help the kids through this. So Laura, who's a really really good friend of the family, she um, she had two kids, Tanith and Ewan. 
who were quite young, um, they, they'd obviously lost their, their dad. And a lord became involved in the charity, and um, and the charity of Hampton. Um, Tanif is is an A star student. She's about to go through GCSEs, as is my my son Ben. Uh, and Ewan's twelve, thirteen, and you know he's he's grown up to be a real good young lad. Um, both of them have have dealt with their, the death of their father in different ways, but the charities at least enable them to do that. It's the death of the parent hasn't been the end of their life. And that's the key thing is it's given them an opportunity to build upon this adversity and to do something. Um, so it's not been the end of their life. They're at the beginning of their lives. And hopefully the charity will enable them to, to blossom and grow into something big in the future. Wow. Wow. Um, and you're you're raising money for the um, Scotty's Little Soldiers Foundation. Have you got um have you got a link on your Twitter page for this? Yeah, so it's um, I have it's on my Twitter page on my pinned tweet. Um, so I, I'm on Twitter is not the real John. Um, so if anybody wants to go search me out, they'll find me. Or if they go look at not the real John blog, they'll find me anyway. Um, so what I'm doing is I'm going to cycle from Lands End to John O'Groats. Um, I, I decided, I don't know, I've become altruistic in the last 18 months, and I decided I'm going to help people out. I, I took up cycling last year, which is the first time in about 30-odd years. So I became a British cycling ride leader. Um, and because of that, I'm, I'm now going out and I'm, I'm taking people around the new forest, out on rides, etc. And so what's going to happen is in September, I'm going to cycle from the land's end, I'm going to go to Oakhampton, then I'm going to Bristol, then I'm going to go through Hereford, where I used to live at one point, through to Lempster, into Manchester, uh, where the Manchester we're going to hit the home of British cycling, uh, and hopefully we'll get a lap around the um, the velodrome there. And yeah. one or two of the Coronation Street actors are, are patrons of the um, of the charity. Steve McDonald, in particular, is. Uh, All right. So hopefully we'll, we'll try and get down to the cobbles and say hello to them. And then from there on, it's up through Cumbria, up through into Scotland, and it's about five days just cycling the hills of Scotland until I get through to John O'Groats. And we're, wow, wow, wow. We're going to make sure it's about 1,000 miles. That's incredible. Absolutely incredible. Cool. Uh, how long is that going to take you, do you think? Um, we're going to do it about nine days. So roughly it's about 100 miles a day. Uh, I think one of the days is 80-odd miles. Two of the days, it's about 110 miles. But it's roughly about 100-ish miles a day, I would like to think. Heavy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Very, very heavy. So, um, yeah, if people want to make a donation, uh, how do they do that? One of the first things is if you go to um, my notTheRealJohn.blog, the the sort of headliner um, pinned blog is all about that um then you've got my um just giving i'm just giving.com fundraising slash scotty lejog so if you uh, search on just giving for scotty lejog you'll find me and it's mark and john's lejog for scotties so give you a little bit of info uh, mark traves is my co-rider um Mark is a guy who for British Cycling. Um, he was the main uh, ride leader for the big um, bike challenge last year. 
and uh, it was whilst we were on a bike ride after the challenge uh, we were doing several laps of um, thruxton airfield on our bikes and i said oh i, I think i'm going to be doing land center john O'Groats," and he went well I, I did a few you know bit of fundraising a couple of years back for um help for heroes so i don't think i'll ever do one again and then told about laura told him about the whole situation with the kids and he went yeah come on let's go and do it so mark okay. is uh mark's doing it he's recovering you from an operation at the moment so mark if you're listening recover soon mate because i need you back out on the bike um but yeah so we, we've just started our fundraising we're i think we're about 115 pound at the moment so it's still early days uh, wow of course we'll um we'll put all the stuff up on our twitter yeah page. and we'll stick it in the show notes as well of course, yeah, we we put it on the show notes, put it on um on Twitter, and do everything that we can to to help promote this as well. Appreciate it, lads. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, right behind you. Um, yeah. So, as a Saints fan, um, do you get a chance to go to a lot of matches? Um, yeah, I do and I don't. So, <laughs> this season, I actually had to forego my season ticket. Um, I last year I bought a Borman bike, which was it's a nice bike. Uh, but it's a clunky old thing, if you like. Um, when I decided mm-hmm. I was going to do the big bike challenge, I had a choice of, of, of paying a lot of money for um, a carbon fibre bike or a season ticket. And so, because I, I knew what... And you thought, well, Mark Hughes is in charge, so, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, if, if it had been Claude Puel, it would have been, you know, wouldn't be a choice. Um, but, yeah, so... <laughs> so, it, it, it was actually that, actually. It was, was the fact that Mark Hughes was still in charge? Um, so, <laughs> so I decided. Uh, yeah, I'd rather go cycling every Saturday. Um, yeah, so I decided to go and um, you know invest in a very expensive bike to do the uh, Lands End Challenge. Um, so I had to forego my season ticket this year. I will probably buy another season ticket uh, next year. That said, been to the odd game this season. Um, so yeah. It, the, the, they're playing a lot better than they were. Yeah. Well, the fact the fact that you said that you're probably going to renew it next year says says it yeah, all, really, definitely. doesn't it? I mean, just you know, enjoying going to the games again, especially under. Yeah, well, you see, you you know, we we've, we've been spoiled. Um, you know, I've been following Saints now for several years, you know, decades. And uh, if you look at the last, I don't know, what since since Marcus took over the club. Um, there, there was an atmosphere. We, we had several seasons of just going up and up and up, where every mm. Saturday you looked forward to it. It didn't make a difference what league we were in. It, we, it was something to enjoy. You know, the three points were yeah. there for the taking. Okay, we wouldn't get that three points every week, but it, it was exciting. It was just pure excitement. It was nice to know that we were in a match. Yeah, yeah. that's what football was about. You, you knew that you weren't scared of any team. And um, as we grew up through um, through League One and we got to the championship, that the game, the championship, you know, in my head, I can just see Ricky Lambert being lofted above on the pitch, mm. St. Mm-hmm. Mary's, you know. So we, we were sport. Yeah. We were absolutely sport for, for three or four seasons where it was just positive, positive, positive. And then, OK... And, of course, the Johnson's paint as well. That was that was a massive highlight. Oh, the JPT, you know. The one thing that Saints mm. has done is it's allowed me to take both my kids to um, to Wembley. Uh, yes. And to see the JPT, to, to, to see the, the team do what they did, 
But we, we got into so we got into the Premier League. We lost Nigel Atkins, which it hurt at the time. But then we replaced him with a manager who, to be honest, took us that little much more further forward. Of course, uh, yeah. And then then we lose him to Spurs, which, which hurts us. But then we replaced him with Koeman. And Koeman came in and, and it was all positive football. So for, for quite a few years, we had that positive football. And then it just came crashing down to possession play. And then you... When Kruger come in. No, no, I, I don't think it was Kruger. I don't <laughs> think it was. I mean, I, yeah, yeah, I think, just... you know, Kruger's role was was all about the business, was all about hiring the profile. Mm. It was all about making Saints a brand. And and he was, he said, he kept saying that he was the go-between between the club and the owners. And yeah, that's very good exactly that, what, he, what he was. He wasn't there to do the football. He was all about the brand. It was all about selling Southampton FC dot com if you like but mm-hmm. but the football wise all of a sudden after Kubin it just ground to halt they they sold their best players they sort of sold uh Mane and people like that and we we ended up playing this possession play and and it wasn't it, it was the most unsexiest football going you know I think I would rather finish 10th in the league that season but played sexy football compared to a boring nil-nil every week after Pule, mm. you know? Yeah. And then and then Pellegrino, you know, how, how you can go backwards after Pule is beyond me in terms of sexy football. <laughs> but Pellegrino proved it was possible. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's quite laughable when you think about it now, isn't it? It's just, oh. And, and but... you know... Then you have the, Mr. Beleaguered um, Mark Hughes come in and he does nothing but grind the odd result, which is enough to enable us to stay up, which I'll always be thankful to him for. Mm. But it's, it's so... But, but the contract? <laughs> oh, God. You know, I, I don't know, is, is Pardew still in contract in Newcastle? I'm not sure, is he? But, um, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's one of those things where you pay so much more money for, for a manager who's just saved you, which, which is loyalty, I get that. But I'm, I'm glad that the decision was made to, you know, get rid of him when he did. And I'm glad the decision to put Ralph in when they did, because... Yeah, you just think, like, if they'd have left it a couple more weeks... Oh, yeah. Who knows? Yeah. You know, the timing was right. It was absolutely spot on. Could have gone for Leicester it, or something like that. It does, yeah. it does show. It's all about the quality of the manager. It's all about the people. It, it, it's the tools. As a manager, you've got tools in front of you. And it's how you use them. Um, and he obviously, he knows how to motivate people. He can see slightly differently from, from Hughes, who is Mr. Neil Neil grinder out type person. So it's nice to see this in ski football. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Do you feel that we're on the cusp of uh, something special again, like those heady days from the League One up through the Championship again? Do you think we're going to be in that feel-good era again. Yeah, I do and I don't. Um, I think I'm pragmatic. I, th- I think the fact is that whether whether we like it or not, Saints is a stepping stone for a lot of people. Um, it's going to be a stepping stone for the players that potentially go into Champions League, and that's fine. I, I, I'm absolutely cool with that because that is what we are. We're, we're not a Champions League club, but we enable people to go on to that. Um, mm. As well as with managers, I'd like to think that none of our managers like Ralph are ever going to go to a Watford or Wolverhampton. No disrespect mm. to them, um, but 
you know, I think ambition-wise, Saints are should be fighting for the Everton place. They should be fighting. Absolutely, yeah. You know, they should be top ten in between seventh place and tenth place. You know, that's that's. Yeah, I'd, I'd, yeah, I'd be happy with that. That's our ambition. We, we should be fighting. Yeah, yeah. Got to be realistic. We're never going to be Champions League because we just don't have the the cash behind us to do that. Sorry, a miracle. If if our manager goes on and he goes on to a Champions League club, can can you blame him? No, we wouldn't. Absolutely not. It's just you know it's coming, don't you? And sometimes it's just really really hard to tell. It is. It does. I mean, it shows that we're doing something right if we've got those. If that conveyor belt's running and our managers are going on to bigger clubs and our players are going on to bigger clubs, then yeah, it shows we're doing something right. We're doing our job. We're part of the machine. You know, we are mm. the football yeah. machine. But the, the key thing is making sure that we, you know, we let them depart at the right time for them and us. Um, so Ralph, I think, inevitably will go on. And if he does, I really hope that he goes on to a much bigger and better club. But I hope he also holds Saints um, in his heart forever. Yeah, I'm sure he will. The only way's up for him. Yeah. So, and us, hopefully. Where, where do you see us finishing next season, then, John? Um, if we keep Ralph, and if we keep Redmond, and actually, I'll say if we keep um, Warprowse, I, I think that we should be top ten. I think we should be tenth place. I do think we need to spend a little bit of money, yeah. and I think we're a bit light up front as well. So it depends if we can get some. Oh, well, there's always talk about Che Adams coming in. Someone else to help out Danny Ings. Because um, um, it's, it's clear that Austin isn't isn't the type of Hassan Hurtle player. No. Um, I think, yeah, a little little bit of money, I think we can get that. I, I think we, we've really been lacking in terms of a, uh, an out-and-out striker for a few years. Since, since we lost mm. Pelé, we've not had a, mm. a striker who can score goals. You know? If you, if you think about... Anybody could pass the ball to Pele, and you knew it was going to go in, in the net. We, we've struggled. Long, Long to me, is, I love Long. He's an absolute mm. brilliant player, but he's got to be given um, the opportunity to run onto the the, uh, the goalkeeper. If you think about when Sims passed that ball to him, Anfield, and um, it was a phenomenal pass by Sims, who, who is coming on leaves and bounds. You know, Long... Yeah, yeah, we love Sims. He was gifted that goal because of Sims and because Long scored a long goal. If he's got an opportunity to run on and it's one-on-one with the goalkeeper, Long's going to score that goal. If he's in the middle of the box and he's surrounded by, you know, eight defenders, Long's not going to score the goal. And that's the sort of player Long is. So you, you need to have that team that can that can really score on the break. And if you think about for the last couple of seasons, all we've had is possession play. So it's, the ball gets bounced all the way up the top to the top third. Long's not there. Long, Long doesn't have that room to run onto that ball. So in some respects, he's, he's had a bit of bad press. But it's because he's not that style of player that can score in a crowded box. He needs to have space to be able to run onto um, goal scores. So, yeah, we, we need to strengthen. Um, I like to think that if we get an extra few million by, um, you know, potentially it's 51 points I think we've got. Uh, if we win every single game from now on, a um, few extra million is going to help us. All right. Yeah, I, I don't disagree, yeah. Um, 
Okay, what about um, games next week? We got Watford and Bournemouth. Can I have your predictions on those two games? Um, two really tight games. You know, Watford are a good unit at the moment, um, and you know, as an outsider, you think Watford you'd be playing above your station. Um, I got FA Cup final to play as well, though. So they do. Are they oh, going to yeah. be thinking of that? Yeah, they are. Um, and I, you know, they've they're not going to get your rope eye. Let's face it. Like, no. So, what, Watford, if anything, they're going to they're going to use the FA Cup final. They're going to hopefully preserve players. I I think that every single game from now on, they're all winnable. I, I think that absolutely definitely yeah. we're going to get a few points. We, we should get at least six points in the next few games. Uh, Watford could be a one nil, could be a one all. It's difficult to say. Um, they're a good team. Bournemouth, again, you know, Eddie Howe is, is a quality manager. He's got a good team. And, and they play on morale. They, they play really, really well. Um, I, I think it's going to be a good grudge match. It's, to me, it's still not a derby. Uh, no. <laughs> no. But I, I think, I think they can do this. I think it could be a 1-0 or it could be a 1-0 again. It's, it's too tight. Too tight to call. But I think there's points to be had there, though. Okay. Brilliant stuff. Right, okay, I think, um, is there anything else? Um, no, just, um, yeah, thanks for coming on and uh, telling your story. And, um, yeah, we'll uh, uh, put all the links out and um, just encourage everyone to support you uh, on, on your big bike ride. And thank you for what you're doing. Yeah, yeah so um, if you visit his, his uh, blog at notthereeljohn.blog, and you can find him on Twitter at not the real John. That's John with no H. That's right. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So yeah, from me and Kev, thank you so much for coming on. And of course, we'll um, we'll do what we can Brilliant. to promote. Well, look, really appreciate it, lads. Um, and let's look forward to uh, a staying in the Premiership and being an exciting season next season. Excellent. Definitely. Thank you very okay, much. Okay, lads. Cheers, All Cheers right. guys. Cheers, man. Up the Saints. Cheers, man. Up, Up the Saints. Saints.